0: You have to understand that throughout your la- your relationship, but especially in the beginning, that's where the greatest opportunity to build trust really is. So
1: every single time you're dishonest or not vulnerable or not intentional in your communication, you're essentially taking a block out and eventually the whole tower will fall. That's the analogy I use.
0: Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers.
1: We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love,
0: your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, episode number 1,242, a simple reframe to help with judgment today for episode number 1,243, How to Build More Trust in Your Relationships, you could say how to build more trust in your relationship, but I do think this can be used in all of your relationships, not just your intimate ones. So we did a meetup on this last week, and we got some really good feedback from the attendees as well as the team in terms of the value and the stories and the connection. So I thought it might be valuable for us to do it on the podcast where more people are going to hear it. especially since. I think this is one of the, the hardest parts of relationships, especially if you have some sort of trust issues that you dealt with in the past. So I have a couple different points. The number one thing I think that, I, it's probably gonna be the through line for this, but I think it's an intentional level of communication. And all I mean by that is this. Number one, you have to understand that throughout your, your relationship, but especially in the beginning, That's where the greatest opportunity to build trust really is because you want to show up consistently in terms of, I want my, we'll just say in this, in this instance, I want my partner to understand what they're going to get from me. So even if I was to use like Alan and I as an example, again, we're not intimate partners, but we're business partners and we work together very, very, very closely. At this point, I understand what I'm going to get when I give Alan feedback. And I think Alan understands what he's going to get from me when he gives me feedback. Because we've been consistent with our responses over the last six years. That builds a level of trust. Because I think one of the things that we're afraid of is we're missing something. There's something we're missing that's going to happen that's going to surprise us. So I think even at the very beginning of your relationship, that's when you have to start building that level of consistency. So this is how I'm going to show up. This is how I'm going to react. This is how I'm going to communicate. This is These are my expectations. This is what my partner can expect of me. I think the other thing, and this is an important thing that we talked about during the meetup, the level of vulnerability you have in your relationship is going to be a very big indicator of the quality of that relationship. So in the very beginning, again, I say start there because I think if you've been in a relationship for 5 years, it's kind of hard to just start being vulnerable one day. It's harder probably if you don't have the practice. But when you're starting a relationship or you're new to a relationship, how can you start sharing mindfully uh like pieces from your past? So different experiences, maybe different traumas, different triggers. I think that level of vulnerability helps your partner to understand you at a deeper level than if they share back. It helps you understand them at a deeper level. So just as an example, Sunday, Taryn and I stayed in and we were going to go do a date day, but we stayed home. And we have this little donut maker that I think she bought. I don't I don't know if she bought it or I don't really know where we got I think she bought it. And I think she bought it from me and she's like hey i'd really like to make donuts and i and i got i was a little triggered because it was sunday morning the kitchen was a mess from the night before because we had cooked our meals for the week and i was like babe i don't i don't really want to do that today i did some cleaning up i showered and i said hey let's make some donuts and she's like no you don't want to and i said no that was just a response because i was kind of i was just overwhelmed i was just overwhelmed in that moment because when the kitchen is not clean and I know I'm going to have to clean the kitchen. The last thing I want to do is make more of a mess. So that was my, my goal In that was to share with her vulnerably, look, that, that moment you saw was not necessarily my truth. That was a, a piece of my truth in a moment where my state was a little bit off, but I ultimately want to share that with her so she understands that at a deeper level. And I think, again, sharing the truth is going to help with trust. Right. One of the things and one of the reasons we break trust is because we don't tell the truth, but you have to figure out what is your truth in a moment and kind of have to figure that out before you share it.
1: Kevin and I talked a little bit about this episode before we did it. And you know, that meetup went really, really well. It was a super vulnerable meetup. I, I, I would say one of the most vulnerable. And and the reason why is because so many people have had their hearts broken or trust broken in relationships, particularly intimate relationships. And that's what vulnerability is. It's here's my heart. Please don't stab it. Here's my heart. Please don't hurt me. I'm trusting you. And the analogy I like to use on the Conscious Couples podcast is Jenga. So if you've ever played Jenga before, you take a block out from the bottom and then you put it on the top. Take a block out from the bottom, put it on the top. The goal is to take blocks out that are not going to make the tower fall. So every single time you're dishonest or not vulnerable or not intentional in your communication, you're essentially taking a block out and eventually the whole tower will fall. That's the analogy I use. And so Emilia and I did an episode recently on the three, the top three relationship killers. It's kind of a hardcore episode. But the, the three main ones that we came up with, number one was arrogance. Arrogance is when you have... Low competence and low awareness, but high confidence. The the story I use for that is, excuse me, head to burp. The story I use for that is is someone who gets their license and they've never driven before and they're doing eighty five on a back road. They they have only been driving for three months and yet they're acting like a NASCAR driver. Yeah. That's low awareness of how dangerous cars are. Low competence, you've only been driving for three months, you can't be that good. And then high confidence, you're totally certain that everything's going to be fine. And I think a lot of us who have gotten into car accidents understand how dangerous that can be. And in a relationship, if you're arrogant, you're going to crash, definitely. So arrogance is number one. And arrogance also leads to number two, which is dishonesty, which Kev already mentioned. If you're not honest with yourself about how you really feel, and you don't communicate that to your partner vulnerably, or if you're dishonest in general, meaning you're lying to your partner. And on the meetup, I shared this kind of funny story where I was at the lake with Amelia at the beginning of our relationship. Her her family has a lake house, and I always do a run, and I um, swim because there's no gym there, so just exercising. And there was this really rainy day. Normally, I go dock to dock, but the neighbor's dock wasn't out yet because it was early in the season. And it was a really rainy day. So there wasn't a lot of boats on the lake. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do laps out to the middle and then back. And I only did three there and back, which is a pretty, pretty cool thing. But I ended up saying, for some reason, I said, I did four, four laps there and back. And I remember thinking to myself, like, why did I just lie to her? Like, what is that about? I promised myself I'd never lie to her. And in this moment, I was like, I just lied. Why did I just lie? And so then I vulnerably shared with her, honestly, I, and this was the vulnerable part because how embarrassing is that? You know, it's like you embellished why to make yourself look better, X, Y, Z. And, uh, so anyways, I ended up telling her and I've done a couple other ones similar to that since then, because I, sometimes I round up, I don't know why, right? It's like, we have 745 or 42,000 listens. It's like, I just 750 is what my mind does. 750. Mm And so, again, at the end of the day, the key here was I want her to know I'll never lie to her. That's a commitment I made to myself and to her. And so I shared that with her. And then the third one, the last one, is emotional dysregulation, a.k.a. when you are not emotionally regulated, a.k.a. what Kevin mentioned about being triggered there. Like if he had flipped out and said, absolutely not. The kitchen's a mess. You didn't like that kind of thing. Of course, she's going to feel uncertain and unsafe and unable to trust the relationship or to trust Kev. And so those are the three really, which is dishonesty, arrogance, and not being able to emotionally regulate when you're, when you're in a triggered state. And I was on a relationship talks coaching call earlier this weekend, and I actually talked about this acronym and I I've said it before and I'll say it here. This'll be the last thing I share. Halt. H H A L L T. If you're not driving, write this down. This will change your life. This has changed my life particularly with your intimate relationships, but even with your friendships, even with your family. HALT, H-H-A-L-L-T. If you are hungry, horny, angry, lonely, late, or tired. Now imagine someone who is all of those. They're, they're hungry, they're horny, they're angry, they're lonely, they're late for a meeting or something, and they're tired. They haven't been getting good sleep. That person is going to get triggered so quick, so quick. And they're gonna be unkind to people they love. And so halt, you stop and you think, okay, I'm gonna take care of my own needs because if I don't take care of my own needs, I guarantee you I'm gonna lash out in some weird way because that's when you're in survival mode and survival mode is very bad for your relationships. Just meeting the people that there are to meet at Next Level Live made it worth it all on its own. Uh, Everybody there is incredibly supportive. Everybody there is Um, not just strong but also vulnerable and open and also humble about how they're doing and where they're at in life as well as where they've come from Uh, so no at any point you don't feel um, intimidated or like you're lacking or like you're not as good as anybody else because everybody has been at some point where you are and everybody just wants to see each other thrive and do the best that they can
0: one of the things that and this kind of goes to your, to your second point. Taryn's really good at this. She's very th- uh, thoughtful, not thoughtful from thinking of me, intentional. When we're communicating, she's very intentional about taking her time to make sure she's expressing herself to the highest level of truth she can. Where she'll say, like, just give me a sec here. I'm trying to figure out how I want to say what I say. And then she's very good at prefacing... I know this, she'll say, I know this might sound blank, but this is currently my understanding of how I feel. That's another interesting thing is I think that that creates safety in those vulnerable times where I don't feel judged. It's just like the, the patience aspect of like, all right, we're going to have a communication here. And my ultimate goal when you talk is not to have a rebuttal against what you say. It's, To allow you to understand what you're saying at a deeper level and then for me to understand what you're saying and then kind of figure out how do we understand more together. That's a very, very interesting thing because I think one of our fears is if I'm vulnerable, I'm going to get hurt. Or if I share my truth, my partner might not recognize and I don't want to say approve, but my truth might get knocked down and that's scary that's super that's a super scary thing to experience. So I think when you're having you're having a level of intentional communication where it's like, all right, what are what is your truth? This is my truth. I understand that my truth might not be the truth, but this is how I'm feeling currently. Okay, cool. Based on what you said, I'm feeling X Way. How does that connect to our situation? How does that connect to our relationship? That really is I still think communication is the most important thing. I do. Uh, we, Alan and I did an episode way back. I don't know when this was. This was when I was very much in my Joe Rogan phase. So I got a little high before this episode. We were going to talk about <laughs> relationships. And this was in like, maybe the, probably the double digits. Like we're talking 20, 30, maybe 20 episodes in. And I we started with, what do you think the most important aspect of relationship is? And I said, communication. And Alan said, trust. And it's it's interesting because I still to this day. Here we I are, think, six years later, and I think everything's about how they're everything's both critical. Super, yeah, everything's super important, but I do believe that. I mean, you can only trust somebody to the level you can communicate with them, and you can only communicate with them to the level of trust <laughs> right. you have built. Damn yep. it! Yep. I thought I was going to win that one. Finally,
1: no, it's a good one. It's yeah. a good, and and I've been doing relationship talks coaching for a while, and it's it's interesting because those two are always what come up. Always. How well do you communicate? How much trust have you built? And if you've built a lot of trust, you can have some communication jeffings and it's okay. If you haven't, you need to communicate perfectly. And I think effective communication will go quick with this. It's can I, let's say Kevin and I are having an argument. Let's say he's triggered and he's being a dick. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm kidding. Uh, Let's say we're having an argument or, or a passionate discussion. Or even better, a passionate debate about whether or not it's trust or communication. The goal with communication is not to be right. There's no such thing, really. There's accurate and inaccurate, but there's no, like, right. And by the way, accurate is how close can you get knowing you'll never fully get there. And a good example of that is Kevin and I go to the same party. He ends up getting in a fight, and I end up having the best time ever. He thinks the party sucks. I think the party was great. That's perspectives. It's the same party, but his truth is different than mine in that circumstance. So so the goal isn't to be right. So let's say him and I are having a debate. My goal, I guess, what dictates whether or not I have effectively communicated? And the answer to that, I think, is can I help Kevin understand my perspective at the level i understand it and if i don't understand it as well as i could how can i have a discussion with him where he helps me understand his perspective so that we can drive to five and both understand each other and the situation at a deeper level that is effective communication and it's very difficult to do that when you're triggered and the reason why is because when you're triggered, you're in survival mode, your blood, your cortisol spikes, your blood's in the extremities, you're in fight, flight, freezer, fawn, which is a trauma response. You're not using your prefrontal cortex, which is, you know, other than dolphins and primates that, you know, that's what makes us human. And so that's really, that's really the goal here is how do you identify when you're triggered and then halt so that you don't hurt trust. And so that you can communicate effectively, and if you're arrogant, it's going to be really hard to do that. So yeah. I think I think there's probably something for everyone in this
0: episode. Even to your, I think it was your second point. The you hear we talk a lot about consistency, and when we're talking about consistency, we're usually saying like make sure you do the right things, you know, consistently. Make sure you're doing them on repeat so you can get the results you want. But I think there's also an energetic uh, attitudal. Is that a word? attitude of attitudinal consistency. attitudinal is that a word i don't know oh i like it There, there's that level of consistency too where okay somebody might say wow you you had a white lie to emilia like that's kind uh, that's that's iffy but alan told the truth about that so now alan is the person who consistently tells the truth when he tells white lies versus somebody who you know would emilia ever found out about that no probably not unless she was watching you out the window which I doubt she would have been doing, but say she did hypothetically, and then you came in and were like, "Yeah, it's twenty six laps." My goodness, my my pecs are on fire. I can barely feel my arms. I did so many, <laughs> and then she was like, "I counted three laps." Yeah, that right there is a different conversation. Of that's going to create an opportunity for mistrust. So, and I've told this story before, where we were doing our our first actual, yeah, it was our first event. I think. No, no. It was, this was, I think this was the one that we co hosted. Yeah. We actually kind of hosted it. But Taryn said, How many tickets have you sold? And I was like, Oh, I don't even know. I don't even have, I'm not even privy <laughs> to that information. And, and, and right after I said I don't said even that, know. Was, we've sold so many. Uh, yeah. We've sold, it's, we're probably, I don't know, standing room only. But we didn't sell any. We had sold absolutely zero at that point. Zero. And tickets. the reason, the reason I lied is because I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was afraid. And I went back and told her, I said, Hey, I've got to talk to you. Uh, when you asked me how many tickets we sold, I lied to you. I knew it was like zero. And I was afraid of looking like a failure or whatever it may be. And again, it's very similar where now that's kind of the, that's the consistency. The consistent expectation is, look, am I always going to, here's the thing. Am I always going to tell you the truth right off the bat? Yeah, that's my goal. But as an example, recently I went to the grocery store and it took a little longer than I expected. And when I came home, I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, the line was super long. The line was long, but it wasn't like, I made it seem longer than it was. It's not like the line was to the back of the store at the deli, like there was like six people ahead of me when I didn't expect that. So, and then I told Taryn, I was like, hey, so the line wasn't like incredibly long, but it was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of long, longer than I expected. When in that... reality,
1: I was in the Oreo aisle
0: eating cookies. <laughs> so you know. that's just the level of consistency. And if you think of it, this is kind of the interesting thing. And I I always use this analogy. in and out Burger. What is one word, if you've never had in and out Burger, this won't resonate, but I think the point will. When you think of In-N-Out Burger, what do you think of? Delicious. One word, delicious. When you think of McDonald's, what do you think of? Um, yeah, consistent. I think like risky. Yeah, in n Out Burger, you know what you are going to get. Every I was going to
1: say consistently disappointing. <laughs> well, it's but still not cons- always, but not it's always, consistent, yeah. right? You know, yeah.
0: you are going to get a fast meal, but it might not be. Yeah, fast. it's it might yeah, fast. be okay. Fast and convenient and cheap. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. in and out is in and out is like quality. Delicious. It's delicious. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there because there are levels to consistency. You can be consistently bad, or you can be consistently good, or you can be consistently surprising. Whatever it may be. Anything in closing, quickly. I love McFlurries. That's it. That's all I have. The machine's always broken. Every time I've ever gone. I know, man.
1: I'm going to get Big one. Big fan, though. McFlurry's, Oreo, goal.
0: and M&M. When we make it, when we really, really make it, I'm going to get a an, an McFlurry machine at my house. That'd I want one, cool. too. Dude, the macros aren't that bad. I don't care.
1: Um, have you ever Have you ever looked them up? Mm-mm. More protein than you'd think. That's all I'm saying. Look it up. More protein than you'd think. Also, mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. Hey, Siri. Please define attitudinal relating to attitudes. It is a wow, word. Wow, that is, it a, is word. a word. That's attitudinally. Word. Yeah, that's a word. Attitudinal. I will never
0: say that again, most likely. I will try, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Attitudinally? Um, Attitudinally is a, is a verb
1: uh, or an adjective. I don't know. But attitudinal is a word, I'm certain. I just okay. looked it up. Cool.
0: Now we know. Now we know. For more information, uh, useful and useless like that, please <laughs> join us at our... At our live event, Next Level Live 2023, April 1st, uh, live in Worcester, Massachusetts, you're going to learn about attitudinals, and you're going to learn about (laughs) longitudinals and latitudes, and you're going to learn about life, love, health, and wealth from Alan, myself, and the amazing team, and you're just going to meet other people, and it's going to be awesome. Tickets are in the show notes. Please join us.
1: Uh, The link to the tickets are in the show notes. I don't know why I do that. I don't know (laughs) why I do that. We have a book club. And we actually just decided, so we were going to do two chapters per week, and then we did it this past Saturday, and it was like, whoa, these chapters are way too deep for, for two a week. So we're actually doing one a week, but it's called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. It's by Dr. Caroline Leaf. It is how to get your mind right. It's all about mindset and mind management, and which is a pinnacle of this show and of getting a really healthy, positive, rich, dynamic life going please join us in book club. It's a really tight knit community. We have a private WhatsApp group. We meet every single Saturday at twelve thirty PM Eastern standard time. You can participate a ton and talk the whole time, not the whole time, but, or you can participate zero and just listen in. You don't have to read the book. You can just listen in, or you can read the book and engage as much as you want. We have people on either side of that spectrum. We hope to see you there. The link to register will be in the show notes.
0: Next level nation tomorrow for episode number 1,244. Are you putting other people over yourself when you shouldn't? So we talked a little bit about this when I was talking about my flight back from Florida, but I think we can go a lot deeper and a lot more specific into the experiences that you might be having. So I wanted to do an episode on that. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. We are grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow